Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to factoryofthefuture.org, where manufacturers, makers, and students master current best practices and discover what's in the factory of the future. And now to our host, Mitch Kennedy. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. Right now, we're offering free membership. Go to factoryofthefuture.org forward slash participate. We're also looking for manufacturing writers, photos, and videos. And please contact us if you would like sustainability consulting services. Welcome to another episode of factorythefuture.org's podcast. Uh, my name is Mitch Kennedy. I am the host and uh, co-founder of factorythefuture.org. And with me in the studio today is uh, Mr. Gene Hubbard, and he's going to talk to us about his origin story, technology implementation in his company, and other great things about what he likes about manufacturing. Welcome, Gene. Thank you, Mitch. I, starting in high school, I went to a technical high school. I'm actually an electrical technician, tech- technology. Can you tell for people listening that may not know what a technical high school is versus a regular high school? Yeah, so a technical high school would be offering skilled trades like plumbing, machine tool, electrician, even hairdressing and that type of thing, any type automotive versus a conventional high school. You would take and most likely take entry-level college courses in preparation for going to a university after four years of high school. That's the main difference. I chose that over regular high school. not really sure not why. I just thought it was a better fit for me at the time. Didn't have any family members that went to a technical high school. Everybody close parents in my family went to conventional high schools. So I was the first one. <laughs> so it was, I didn't have a data point to say my dad did it, so I'm going to do it as well. It right. was just uh, how'd thought that, it was a bit. How'd that go over? It went over well. My grandfather on my father's side didn't really like it at first. Thought I he was a an Amherst uh, University of Amherst graduate, conventional thinking. I should have been going to a conventional high school in preparation for you know, some type of college degree. So he wasn't thrilled with it. Got out of technical, graduated high school, went to college. Was planning on a four year degree right away. My my parents got divorced. I dropped out at the time. Went into the work environment as a field technician for a laser inspection gauge a company where we made a laser inspection gauges that could do various things measure attributes do tolerance measurements holes diameters lengths that type of thing and started going to school nights oh, wow. and finished my bachelor's degree in engineering electrical engineering believe it or not while i was working full-time which was not something I, yeah, not stuff. something i would uh, <laughs> recommend people to do and after that first my the inspection gauge job, I went into, took a new job, manufacturing engineer in the bearing industry, aerospace bearings, automotive bearings, industrial bearings. And it was basically a process development engineer where you would develop process to actually make the parts. Uh, how do you get it from print to material? Right. How, do you, how do you get it? And that was basically my first job in manufacturing of how to develop processes. So so you were, you're the person who took it from paper and made it physical. Correct. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. All the process steps that end up giving you an end item. So my uh, initial career was in manufacturing. Then I, I had a few years, two, three stints in facility engineering, where I did uh, building designs, facility, HVAC, power uh, distribution, all that. Then got into new product development, research into new processes, new development product. I transferred into quality. I was quality manager for seven or eight years. 
it was a temporary position that when somebody left the company that turned permanent for a while. <laughs> and I'm currently in plant management. I'm an operations manager. On the upside. Uh, on the upside. So I've basically seen all the disciplines in, wow. in manufacturing for the most part. That's, that's one of the things I like to remind people about is that you can come in at the door of a manufacturing facility right. at any position and opportunities are abundant within Correct. that facility, yep. especially if you're in a large corporation like yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a multinational company, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Multinational. We've got, we've got over 35 facilities worldwide. Wow. But you're right. If you come in with the impression you're just going to stay to the discipline you went to college in, you, you won't have as many opportunities. So you keep an open mind. You can go anywhere. That's true. And what is it you like about manufacturing, what you're doing, even what you're doing now? In my career, manufacturing from day to day, it's never the same day. There's always something new in in any business, but manufacturing especially. So it's a very fast-paced environment. There's always something new and it's not boring by no means. The, The day goes by very quickly, and there's always a lot of action, a lot of activity. I'm wondering if you would be willing to uh, tell us a little bit about your day. Yeah, you come in, you, you do a you do a, a check of the previous day's performance. How did we do to our to our plan? We're currently this facility somewhere in the eighty million dollar a year neighborhood. You can't get too far behind and get it out of hand, or you're not going to make your budget. See where the gaps were the day before. We have a, a daily morning debrief from the day before. Here's where we are. Here's what we need to do today. Any issues we talk as a, we do a morning, what we call a gimbal walk, which is basically a walk through the factory to just check on key operations. Are we working to standard? Are any personnel issues? Anybody absent? Anybody on vacation? That type. That usually takes the first couple hours in the morning. The next remainder of the morning, there may be various status meetings. If there's project updates, if there's production planning updates, which usually engulf the day. And then the, rest of the day is in my role now is more of a mentor and a communicator to the staff you know hey what are you doing over here how's it going you need my help are you on task with this is a lot of what i try to do and i think more people like that type of acknowledgement to say hey he knows what i'm doing or he's at least interested in what i'm doing and i found if you don't do enough of that that's not a good thing especially when you have we have a fairly a good portion of our staff is younger, okay. and I say younger, thirty or under. Okay. So they need some some mentoring and some, yeah, some somebody's guidance. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's right. great. Cool. And that's that fills your day. That pretty much fills my day. I, I do travel occasionally to seeing customers, seeing suppliers. So there's some out of office travel that I do. Even at, in your current position as an, an ops manager. Yeah, because one thing I've learned is when you have previous hats. <laughs> you never really get rid of them. So the engineering hat has never really been taken off. The quality hat's never been taken off. So that's that comes with the territory. That's true. That's great. Um, now, I know we were talking earlier about some of the changes that are coming for your organization and possible expansions and things. When you do that, what kind of technology do you think you'll be bringing into the plant? One of the, the big technology changes in the past probably five to six years has been robotics. We've gotten into a lot of robotic hmm. uh, operations for re- for redundant processes. Instead of having a person in front of a machine loading and unloading all day long, you can replace that with a very low-cost robotic okay. uh, handling. Our new business we're looking at will be more of that because it'll probably be a little, be relatively high volume on some of the operations, but it'll also be, we'll use the resources on more of the 
precision inspection that we have to document and confirm on the product versus the redundancy yeah. pick and place operations. Yeah. Use the use your labor a little smarter. So in better areas. So yeah, I'd like to touch on that because this has been a it's been a very positive theme among several people that have been on the podcast is that robots are not replacing people. We're repositioning the resources. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's not replacing people. That's a good way of putting it. The, the one thing in this area, the, the good news is the last couple of years, the manufacturing economy regarding manufacturing is, is increasing. It's, it's shown a very good rebound hmm. and we're having trouble finding skilled people. Hmm. We can find people, but not the right skill hmm. that we're looking. So if we can replace the redundant, basically very the lowest labor on the labor chain day-to-day redundant operations with a uh, robot we can better utilize and train our resources to add more value on the more important process stuff you can take the people and say hey we'll train you up that's right exactly right that's exactly what we try to do that's right and there's never enough training you can do but we're always trying to do more the best we can excellent that's awesome um Aside from robots, is there anything else that is getting high-tech around? Our testing, we have a a corporate testing facility, which uh, we have 15 engineers, I think is the number. All kinds of state-of-the-art testing equipment to validate our product, make Mm -hmm. sure our product meets the customer's requirements and meets the specifications Mm -hmm. so we know what areas to improve the design of the product. That's one area we've invested a lot in. And the other area we've invested a lot in is our, we have... uh, sister facilities that that feed other facilities like in strengths like on first machining turning blanks we've invested a lot of capital into those so we try to keep all the as many of the operations within the corporation as we can yep. versus outsourcing That's to a third party yeah was you have very uh i know from the field you're in you have very strict and, and tight quality controls yes. and specs to meet the aerospace business yeah. is very strict on what we can do so, that's correct so outsourcing is just another variable that you, you right. can't really afford that's correct so that's right. great if you were to put on the, the the magic wizard hat to appear into the future where would you <clears throat> where do you see uh technology in the factory shop floor being in say five to ten years I would say, like I mentioned, the, the, the robotic trend will continue on the repetitive, low-skilled operations. We've probably got today a third of our equipment has PC, computer, front ends on them. Hmm. I would say in the future that probably would be more like 75%. And the, the third thing is more accurate and state-of-the-art measuring equipment. That's always a trending, improving area where there's always a better way, more accurate way to, to confirm huh. uh, compliance for your product you're making. And do you have any pilot tests of measuring as it's being built? We have some where we're measuring parts right off the machine. Yeah. Sometimes we can't always do that depending on the operation, but we do that where we can. And uh, we're adding more of that so we can feed directly back to the machine as product is coming off the machine. Yeah. Real-time data. That's correct. Very cool. If you were to talk to someone who is interested in getting into manufacturing, in quotes, and again, because there's a a, a misperception usually from the the parents that it's dark, dirty, and dangerous, what would you say is different about your company or most companies you go into today, specifically the aerospace industries? I think in the business we are, which is aerospace, and even if it wasn't aerospace, any manufacturing business, today's landscape um, is different than it probably was when our 
fathers or grandfathers were in manufacturing. The expectations are higher. The competition is broader than it used to be. And to do it right, the, the first impression that I've learned or we've seen in manufacturing is appearance when your customer comes in the building. Your customer comes in the building and sees a bright, clean facility. Not that they may be right, but by default, they're going to think that the employee is taking pride in what they're doing. And then as far as education or training, if someone wanted to get into manufacturing, how would they do it from your perspective? What avenues would they have open to them? I think it starts with if, if they pers- want to pursue a technical high school mm-hmm. that gives them the mechanical background aptitude where, you know, whether it be tool making, whether it be even automotive, whatever, it gives you a hands-on understanding of how to take something apart, put it together, how to make something. There's even after high school, there's secondary certification programs where you could go to whether you want to be certified an apprentice mechanic, an apprentice electrician. You can even do that after the high school. We've had some employees that have done that. And the third thing maybe even and I'm in my experience, six months ago we had an open house here for hires. We were looking to hire a couple dozen people. Oh wow. And I had a young kid come in who's out of high school. Did you, did you say a couple dozen? Dozen, a yes. Couple dozen. See, yeah, you never hear that. that. No. You don't hear that. No, we've added a third shift recently in the beginning of this year. And we've got about 250 employees, so we've grown substantially. But I had a young kid come in, and, and he was right out of high school, had no experience, had printouts of our website, read what we do, and I hired him on the spot. My, my theory was the kid showed some initiative they had actually looked into and he's worked and it's six months later, the kid's been fantastic. He's, he's just shown the initiative that he wants to learn. Great. So I think that's another piece if you just show the initiative. Yeah, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, tell our listening audience either about manufacturing or about technology or anything like that? I'm no political expert, but I think we've hit the bottom where manufacturing a few years back was really in a lull. Mm. I think there's been concentrated efforts to reverse that. And I think it's heading in the right direction. That's great. That's fabulous. Gene, I want to thank you for your time today. I know you're really busy running the factory. My pleasure. (laughs) Let you get back to that. Once again, this was Gene Hubbard, and he is operations manager for a large plant here in Connecticut for a big multinational aerospace company. Thank you again for being on the show. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Right now, we are offering free membership. Go to factoryofthefuture.org forward slash participate. We are looking for manufacturing writers, photos, and videos. And please contact us if you would like sustainability consulting services.